0: Hi, this is Esti Hershkowitz, tour guide in Israel, with Mizrahi's Daily Dose on the daf. Today's daff is Kuf Vav 106, which discusses whether it's proper for wine drunk for Kiddush or Abdullah to be drunk from a vessel that is pagum, damaged, meaning someone drank from it previously. The specific kalim vessels discussed are kos, cup, chavit, that and chatzpa which is a large jug in excavations in israel there are many examples of chatzpah which in archaeological terms are called pithoi or amphora once they're found they and hopefully some teeny bits of remnants of material stored within them are analyzed in the lab depending on the region in israel in which they are excavated most are found to be used for storage of either olive oil and in our case wine how were these chatzpa sealed in other words how would one open them before it's time to make kiddush or havdalah and possibly make them pagum damaged. They're made of clay with a whitish opening, and that opening needs a plug. The plug is also made of clay. The two clay pieces of vessel and plug would rub against each other and possibly break, but more importantly, wouldn't really seal the amphora tightly enough, and wine would drip out and be lost. So after the wine was poured from the vat to the amphora, from the chavit to the chutzpah, the caretaker would wrap a strand of leather around the plug to plug up the opening of the jug tightly. The leather straps didn't last, but we have examples of the plugs in the Herodian mansions in the Old City of Jerusalem and the Hecht Museums in Haifa. Once it's sealed, it would be hard to know exactly what is inside that katzba, which may be one of the reasons the Gemara cites this example. It's why someone would want to open it up earlier to be sure of its contents before making Kiddush or Havdalah, unless there's an inscription. By the southern wall of Har Habayit, Temple Mount, Elat Mazar, the archeologist, found Pithoi with an inscription. The inscription's alphabet used is really old, dating to the 10th century BCE. The inscription is incomplete, so there's a lot of guesswork about what letters and words would be missing and what to fill in. But if the ancient linguistics experts are correct, it would seem that the inscription possibly indicates the words, Bashana harishona dot, 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 yayin chalak migan, dot, 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 in the first regnal year, with a break, smooth or pseudo wine from the garden of, question mark, the theory is the wine comes from the first year of the reign of shlomo hamelech the word chalak is often a pejorative, in this case meaning plank, not good quality wine, probably meant for servants in the area of capital city's administrative center. This might be another reason why someone intending to make a bracha, a blessing of holiness, would want to taste it first. Similarly, in Herodian, in the Judean desert, where King Herod built for himself a palace administrative center in his own burial spot, had chavita, in which the wine was fermented, lined up in a large storeroom. This, by the way helps us picture more accurately the Beit Shurot of the first Mishnah in Masechet Pesachim, When people wanted to transport the wine to their houses or communal areas, they opened the chavita, poured off into the comparatively smaller chatzpa, which were still pretty big, and from the chatzpah to individual cups. In Herodian's jugs, it was discovered that the wine was prepared in a special way. Wine back there tasted pretty terrible, and that's why they often added water to it. The alcohol in the wine purified the brackish water, and the water made the wine taste less awful. King Herod's wine had traces of spices, honey, fruit, and other flavorings, probably an attempt to make the wine more palatable. This may be why people tasted the wine beforehand, to determine which enhancing flavors needed to be added. Maybe all have opportunities to make brachot blessings on good wine. Enjoy the rest of your day.